Welcome football fans. Buckle up for another hard-hitting episode of Let's Talk XFL, the only podcast solely focused on the XFL. From a sunny Southwest Florida studio, here's your host Michael Lathrop. Hello football fans. This is episode 29, another magical announcement. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Royal Retros by 503 Sports. Royal Retros are the king of throwbacks. Royal Retros by 503 Sports provides a line of merchandise from legendary defunct leagues such as the XFL 1.0. If you've always wanted to get yourself a quality Las Vegas Outlaws He Hate Me or Los Angeles Extreme Tommy Maddox jersey, perhaps even an OG XFL's team's t-shirt, we have you covered. Simply click on the link provided in the show's description and notes and enter the code Let's Talk XFL at checkout to receive 10% off your purchase. Another week, another big announcement. Folks, the XFL are now providing consistent news, as well as those with knowledge of developments in the lead-up to 2023's kickoff. In response to this week's magical announcement, XFL Newsroom contributor James Larson returns to the show as we revisit our previous broadcasting conversation and discuss the league's new partnership. But first, we have some XFL developments to cover. So, let's get to it. On May 17th, XFL co-owners Danny Garcia and Dwayne The Rock Johnson took the stage at Disney's Upfront in New York City. For those of you who may not know, Upfront Week is where networks present their show lineup to potential advertisers for the upcoming year. Here is the clip from their presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, you are about to bear witness to the dawning of a new era. Please welcome one of the world's leading entrepreneurs who happens to be the first female owner of a major professional sports league and her partner and co-owner, a multi-hyphenate whose mere name sends chills through the spines of children, adults, seniors, animals, and plants. Yes, even plants. A man whose name and resume includes global box office icon, pay-per-view record breaker, and sexiest man alive. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the owners of the XFL, XFL chairwoman, Danny Garcia, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. So what can I say? Hello, New York City. Yes. Uh, Well, it's great to see you guys. Great to be here. Good to see your faces. It's been a long time, over two years. So finally, we've come back home. Now, before we get the show on the road, I do want to take a moment to acknowledge that amazing, well-crafted masterpiece of an introduction. Whoever you are who did that, thank you very much. Big round of applause for that man. Uh, DJ, I literally saw you backstage holding the mic that's right and plants yes that was me that plants was me. you weren't supposed to share that with the group okay okay well listen i am excited and you guys should be excited too uh there's been a lot happening on this stage but are you guys ready for some excitement 
Oh, looks like somebody partied too hard last night. I said, are you ready for some excitement? Great. Absolutely. So, Chairwoman, would you like to share the news? Absolutely. We are thrilled to announce that the XFL is returning in 2023. Come on. (laughs) We have entered into an exclusive multi-year deal with our partners, the Walt Disney Company, to produce and distribute all of our games. That's right, guys. All 43 XFL games will be broadcast and streamed across Disney's amazing networks, including ABC, ESPN, and FX. It's going to be perfectly timed for football fans who want the thrill of more touchdowns. Following the end of the college and the NFL season, we will be there. It's also going to feature technological innovations designed to create a, uh, a really unique viewing experience for fans all over the world. And advertisers, we are rebuilding this brand. And with your brands, we can co-create something that is truly special and iconic. Yeah, absolutely, guys. And just so to give you guys a little bit of context of what the XFL is and, and this iteration of the XFL of of under this new ownership here. The XFL is going to be a league of passion, a league of pride, and a league of culture. Now, those three anchors, uh, those are going to be the things that's going to fuel every aspect of our league from top to bottom. And we're thrilled to see this vision come alive with our team, with Disney, to create explosive new powerhouse that's going to live on the sports calendar every year. So listen, on behalf of myself, Dwayne Johnson, also known as the sexiest man alive, listen, um, thank you guys on behalf of myself and on behalf of our XFL chairwoman, Danny Garcia, and on behalf of our XFL partner, Jerry Cardinal, as well as our XFL partners at Redbird Capital. I want to thank you guys so much uh, for your support, and we cannot wait to electrify stadiums all across our great country Uh, to a packed house full of rabid XFL fans. Uh, So without any further ado, I proudly hand it over to the wonderful worlds of Disney+. And when Sean Bailey gets out here, he's a president and a good friend of mine, he's really pissed that he's following us. So give him a big round of applause. Thank you guys very much. Thank you, everyone. Have a great day. Following the presentation, the XFL released a press release announcing a new global multi-year agreement with the Walt Disney Company and ESPN that includes exclusive broadcast rights for all game day content, tentpole events, and more. The five-year agreement begins with the upcoming season, which is set to kick off in 2023 on Saturday, February 18th, and through the 2027 season. The agreement for each season includes 43 games, 40 regular season games, two playoff games, and a championship game, which will be featured on the Disney's family of networks, ABC, ESPN, and FX. The deal also includes exclusive content rights across the Walt Disney Company and ESPN's digital, social, and direct-to-customer outlets such as ESPN+. The chairman of ESPN and sports content, Jimmy Pitaro, addressed the agreement with the following. The XFL will tap into sports fans' deep love of football by emphasizing competitive action while dedicating itself to innovation and entertainment. You can see a great path to success when you combine the reach and influence of ESPN and Disney with a collective vision of XFL leadership led by Danny, Dwayne, and Jerry. XFL co-owner Dwayne The Rock Johnson also spoke of the new partnership by saying, 
This is a definitive moment for the XFL in the beginning of an incredible long-term partnership for the league, building on my long-standing, very successful legacy relationship I've had with Disney throughout my career. We are excited to be working with global visionaries that are aligned with the XFL's values, our true team players, and share our ambitious goals to grow the XFL as a global sports and entertainment business. Through the combined power of Disney, ESPN, and the XFL, together we will create a new powerhouse on the sports calendar and bring a dynamic game of football to the fans everywhere. Time to ball out. Despite the presentation and press release, there is yet a good amount to learn from this partnership. The financial implications were not included, making it unclear how beneficial the agreement is to the league. At face value, we see a guarantee to broadcast each of the XFL's regular and postseason games. The verbiage alludes to additional XFL content, which is encouraging. This directly matches what Jerry Cardinal has publicly mentioned in the past, where the league desired ways to bridge games and keep XFL fans engaged. XFL content throughout the week appears to be a reality in 2023 and beyond. Also on May 17th, KSDK NBC5 On Your Side's Frank Cusimano reported the Dome at America Center in St. Louis has reserved five weekend dates for next spring for potential home games and the return of the XFL. This is not a confirmation of a secure lease agreement, but it is encouraging that both parties are close in getting a deal done. Then, on May 18th, Fox 26 Houston Sports Director Mark Berman tweeted the following. Source. The University of Houston and TDECU Stadium will host game in the XFL when the league begins play in 2023. Although this is not an official confirmation, it is a good sign of a likely Houston Roughnecks return. H-Town should prepare themselves for a rebranding of sorts, due to the trademark issues with both the primary and secondary logos, making new team logos a must. At least the Houston Roughnecks name is owned by XFL Properties, LLC. Speaking of trademarks, on May 20th, alternative football reporters and show personalities reported that they had unearthed XFL Properties LLC trademark movement. The new entity has secured ownership of the following primary logos. Dallas Renegades, New York Guardians, Seattle Dragons, and St. Louis Battlehawks. As well as ownership of the following secondary logos. Tampa Bay Vipers, New York Guardians, Los Angeles Wildcats, and St. Louis Battlehawks. In addition, the following names have been secured, Houston Roughnecks and St. Louis Battlehawks. I can confirm the XFL 3.0 does own the rights to those names previously mentioned. However, I cannot confirm whether the legal change is a new development. As for the league's intentions for the use of the 2.0 logos and team names, is uncertain. The secured rights provide the XFL with a number of usage options, which include 2023 team names, future expansion teams, or even offering a retro line of merchandise. Also on May 20th, former D.C. Defenders quarterback Cardell Jones was released by the Edmonton Elks. Jones' stint with the Canadian Football League side only lasted two weeks. The development is a bit surprising, yet happens at an ideal time for Jones. If Jones is inclined, he is now free to participate in one of the upcoming XFL showcases. Then, on May 21st, Randy Carwrecker, co-host of Carwrecker and Smallmon on 101 ESPN in St. Louis, dropped a simple message on Instagram and Twitter. We are back, baby. We are back. June 1st announcement. 
The post included the St. Louis Battlehawks logo. This message is not encrypted. It is easy to understand he is implying the St. Louis Battlehawks return will be announced soon. Seeing his affiliation with ESPN, it is fair to say he has a bit of information to back his post. This leads me to believe June 1st will be the much-anticipated Cities and Teams announcement. As I have previously mentioned, I will now be joined by fellow XFL Newsroom contributor James Larson to revisit our XFL broadcasting conversation, as well as discuss the XFL's new agreement with Disney. Welcome, James. I appreciate you taking the time to join the show again to revisit our broadcasting agreement conversation from nearly six months ago, as well as the recent announcement of the XFL's exclusive broadcasting agreement with Disney. Yeah, Mike, thanks for having me on again. It's been quite the experience here in the world of spring football in the last six, seven months. You look at the XFL and where they've come from August or September when we last talked. And first of all, they had the whole rebrand and there's been certain people that have taken that in different ways. Some people love it. Some people don't. But the XFL is working on announcing cities soon. They've gotten head coaches and now Obviously, we're here to talk about the broadcast agreement, but yeah, I'm excited to get into this discussion. We've got a lot to talk about. Let's rewind a bit. Back in December, we both thought ABC and ESPN were likely broadcasting partners for the XFL. Since recording episode six, that reality slowly began to reveal itself with co-owner Dwayne The Rock Johnson, his guest appearance with the Manning cast in January. Danny Garcia and Dwayne The Rock Johnson's appearance with Get Up and Sports Center when they unveiled head coaches in April, as well as Kevin Seifert's rise as an XFL insider, all of which are either ESPN employees and or shows. I guess what I'm trying to say is that it was glaringly obvious this exclusive partnership had been secured months ago, and it is somewhat surprising some notable folks within the alternative football community either failed to recognize it or perhaps even refused to accept the reality. James, could they have made it any more obvious? Yeah, I'm with you there, Mike. I think it was about as clear as day because you go back to our last conversation and we were talking about how the USFL is working with Fox and NBC. And we're like, well, what are the other options? What's on the table for the XFL? And we already know about their connections with ESPN and ABC in the past. We already know that The Rock has been clearly playing a big role in stuff that Disney has been doing for for a while now. So I feel like it was just so clear, especially once they started going on these ESPN shows and started announcing their head coaches on there. And just they like randomly went on there a couple of times just to be like, hey, guys, we're still here. And we can't wait to see you in 2023. You know, like they just had a couple of those where they didn't even make any announcements. They were just on there just chatting about what their plans are in the future. And they weren't even like details. They were just like, yep, we're going to play in 2023 or something like that. So I absolutely agree. It was very obvious. And again, who else were they really going to work with? Fox and NBC being bought in to the USFL just made sense. And obviously, here we are. They're working with them officially. Perhaps it would be beneficial for our listeners if we were to share what we foreshadowed during our discussion back in December. We agreed ABC and ESPN were a no-brainer and the front runners. We also speculated that its streaming platforms could be among the available options to be utilized. 
Now, looking at the announcement from May 17th, the XFL's exclusive five-year partnership with Disney includes each of the league's 43 games to be featured on a combination of ABC, ESPN, and FX, as well as exclusive content across the Walt Disney Company and ESPN's digital, social, and direct-to-customer outlets, such as ESPN+. When you learned of the details of this partnership, what were your thoughts? My thoughts was like, first of all, it's about time they announced it. Um, you know, I, I was like, wow, this is a real shocker. We didn't see this one coming. But sarcasm aside, I was very excited because this was clearly the biggest network that was still available for spring football, right? You might have some other networks that might have been available when it comes to like CBS or the NFL Network who worked with the Alliance of American Football back in 2019. But they're on a much smaller scale. You know, ESPN and ABC were the last major network available for a spring league to work with. So when I saw that announcement come out, when I saw that a lot of these games would be streamed on ESPN and ABC, I mean, I'm stoked. I'm so excited to see. I think that the product that Dwayne DeRock Johnson, Danny Garcia, and the rest of the crew are going to put on the field is going to be excellent. And I'm confident ESPN to be, you know, a perfect broadcast partner with them. Now, the thing that stuck out to me was the agreement with to be working with FX. Uh, I'm not super familiar with what they do and the reach that they can have, but I think that'll be an interesting thing to keep an eye on a factor. You know, how many of these 43 games are going to be on FX? You know, what's the deal with that and where are they going to go? You know, because we're living in a society where people are really gravitating towards these streaming services, right? I mean, I think we talked about this the last time we had a discussion. You know, when is a spring league going to take advantage of these? And we see the USFL doing that with Peacock, right? They've got a few games this season that are purely on Peacock. So I'm excited to see what the XFL does with FX and how they can use that to grow their platform in the future. This deal being exclusive tells us up front that there will be no other broadcasting partners. Yep. So we know that this is strictly with the Disney family of networks. There will be no NFL network. There will be no CBS. Even if Fox or NBC, if the USFL, for some reason, you know, God forbid, don't make it after year one or two, they pull the plug. This is a five-year deal. We know that no Fox, no NBC, even if the USFL does not end up working out, they're not in the picture for five years. Mm-hmm. Now, the XFL needs to make it five years, but regardless, for five years, they're out of the picture. For the most part, it is what I anticipated. However, I was surprised with the inclusion of FX. Disney could be at a point of doing an overhaul with that network, and maybe the XFL will be a key player in its rebranding. Seeing the length of the agreement, I'm thinking we could see XFL-related shows such as the likes of ESPN's NFL Live and the NFL Network's Good Morning Football. There's also a good possibility we could see some sort of reality show similar to that of NFL's Hard Knocks and the USFL's United by Football. Perhaps even stretching to incorporate something along the lines of NFL Films Present series. There is plenty of XFL footage from 2001 and 2020, which could be a focus on football and the stories tied to it, such as Tommy Maddox, 
Rod, he hate me, smart. P.J. Walker in Taylor Heineke's XFL to National Football League's journey. We could see something interesting to tie the history of the XFL from the past to the present, making the league feel like it's not really a new league again. Whether FX becomes the home of these type of series or shows or a streaming platforms like ESPN Plus, I'm almost certain that there will be an expanded XFL content and coverage. What else do you anticipate? I'm completely with you there, and I think it'll be really interesting to see what the XFL plans to do. We know Danny Garcia especially is like just such a creative mind, right? And of course, Dwayne The Rock Johnson has done an amazing job in his career. But I see Danny Garcia as the main artistic piece behind what he's done throughout his career, right? I mean, she has so much aspiration and creativity, and to see her vision paired with what Dwayne The Rock Johnson brings when it comes to how famous he is, I think that those two things will be able to combine and just create a whole new platform of just amazing content surrounding the XFL. I mean, Garcia's talked about it since she bought the league, about how she wants to do some reality TV shows and bring content, year-round content, not just two, three months of spring football. Like, get these fans engaged. And that's exactly how you do it, by providing them with actual content. The NFL's been actually improving upon that in recent years, where there's more shows, there's more things to watch, there's more things to do surrounding the NFL outside of their season now. And we also see the way that they've really built up the NFL draft as well over the last couple of decades, to where you get millions and millions of people tuning in to watch it, even though, in the grand scheme of things, it's just a draft. But they've made it into such a big deal that so many people will tune into their TVs for hours and hours just to watch their teams pick someone else in the draft. So I think another thing to watch is what are they going to do with their draft? Because like the USFL this year, they didn't really do much outside of just posting it to social media. I think the XFL could really jump on this opportunity and do like some sort of really cool show surrounding the draft and get people excited for the athletes in the league, get them excited for who they're going to see on the field with their teams, you know, who actually going to be in their market. So yeah, I'm just so excited to see what Garcia does. Cause I'm sure she's got a boatload of ideas. Well, to piggyback off what you were just mentioning, we know by seeing more photos being released from that ownership meeting in Arlington, Texas, there's some more pictures that show more cameras behind the scenes. And I'm not talking about a photograph. I'm talking about with video content. So there is being footage recorded for a purpose at a later date. Whether yeah. it's going to be the lead up to kick off. It could be like you mentioned, there's going to be a ties into the draft. There could even be a special show that we see NFL Network and ESPN doing with the schedule releases, there are numerous ways to even get things ramped up with the networks before the season even kicks off. We also heard Jerry Cardinal of Redbird Capital mention in the past how it was a goal of the league not just to play weekend to weekend. They wanted something also to help bridge that gap throughout the week. So it just wasn't silence for a week, multiple times throughout the year and just waiting for the weekend. So I do believe there's going to be something that is going to fill that void 
Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Maybe not each day of the week, but there's going to be something to help bridge that gap. I agree there's going to be something in the offseason. Whether it could be ESPN Plus, how you could find the 30 for 30 series, but use something similar like that for the XFL. I do believe there's going to be an array of things coming out. I don't think it's just going to be one or two things. I think there's going to be some creative process and thought going into this that's going to be beneficial to the fan. Yeah, no disagreements there. I with you 100%, and I'm just so excited to see what Garcia is able to produce. And again, you know, with this deal with ESPN and ABC and Disney, we've seen what they're capable of producing. So expect this stuff to just be high quality. I mean, it's going to be very, very good. The XFL's press release did not include all the details which makes it difficult to properly evaluate the deal for the league. However, back on May 18th, the XFL STL talk show, Dirty, Arlington, and Will discussed a supposedly brief slip-up from the XFL. They mentioned there were monetary details released then later removed from the XFL's press release on the XFL website. According to them, the deal is worth $270 million for a yearly value of $54 million each season. I'm not able to confirm whether this is valid information. So for the sake of discussion, let's accept it to be true. For an eight-team league making its second comeback, $54 million per year is as good as it gets. This revenue essentially guarantees the XFL for the next five seasons. Heck, if Under Armour is indeed the official uniform supplier, which is likely to be another revenue source, the XFL would pretty much have its expenses covered. Any additional forms of revenue, whether it be bringing in Bud Light, Seltzer, and Progressive Insurance back, as well as merchandise and ticket sales, would lead me to believe the league will be profitable right away. I know this is a bit of a bombshell that I just dropped on you, James, but man, what are your thoughts? Wow. So right off the bat, you know, obviously we've got to take this with a grain of salt right now because we don't know any of the details. We don't know if that was even in there in the first place. I would assume that if someone did see it, they're not going to make it up. Right. Just to clarify, sorry to interrupt. Jason, but he goes by Dirty, supposedly had the conversation with Arlington when it first got dropped. So between Dirty and Arlington, they are aware of this monetary amount, and they were discussing it. Will was not. So according to two people, $270 million is the value of the agreement that was later removed because the XFL controls its own website. So yes, let's it's speculation. Let's take it with a grain of salt. So I'm sorry, continue. Well, as I said, you know, you got to take it with a grain of salt, but if people saw this, odds of them making it up are pretty low. So I, I would believe it. Yeah, there's definitely a good chance that this is plausible. Now, if this is like for sure set in place, I mean, that is incredible. What more could you ask for? You know, kind of as you said, this is about as good as it could possibly get for the XFL. But it doesn't surprise me, right? Because you got to look at the people that are involved in the XFL, right? Especially 
Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I mean, obviously, there's so many other experienced people in the league, and I don't want to diss anyone who was in the league prior in 2020, right? But what Dwayne Johnson brings to any place he's at, you look at what he's done. Everything he touches turns to gold, which I forget who said that first, but I'm going with it because it's just a great analogy of what he does. I mean, everything he touches turns to gold. So now that he's in charge of a freaking football league, I mean, this is such a golden opportunity for athletes, for coaches, for people who are trying to go on their journey just in the football world in general, right? So. $54 $54 million, I mean, yeah, that's a huge amount to commit each year if you're ESPN, Disney, ABC, and, and everyone from that standpoint. But it's a pretty dang good investment, in my opinion, right? I mean, if the XFL doesn't survive, then there is no way that spring football in general is meant to survive. I mean, they've got everything going for them, everything. I mean, just having Dwayne Johnson involved gives you a chance for success, right? But the fact that you've got Danny Garcia involved, you've got Redbird Capital involved, you've got Russ Brandon now as the in his position, right? You've got all these different pieces all coming together, and now you've got eight head coaches that are all respectively in their own regards, some great coaches. You're bringing back Bob Stoops. You've got some excellent new names in there. What more could you ask for from a spring league? So if they are able to secure this deal, I mean, well, the deal was already secured, but you know what I mean. If this is actually legitimate, this is the perfect scenario for the XFL. I mean, again, what what more could you ask for? If this is true, I am legitimately surprised no one else has seen this important information. I understand that I am playing the role of spreading hearsay information. But I must say, despite the XFL STL talk show's casual and relaxed approach, it delivers solid XFL information. More often than not, they have been proven to have correct information and even their speculations tend to come true, which is why I cannot discredit this monetary information. Right. So if you or our listeners are not aware of the show, I highly recommend tuning into it. Now, here's another reason why I take a little bit more stock in it. For one, NBC must be paying Fox for the USFL. Fox yep. didn't just let them come on for having another hour. They could have showed it all themselves and kept oh, all yeah. advertising in-house. So they clearly are getting some monetary gain back. Yeah, NBC did buy a rights package to those USFL games. I, I'm not sure if you were aware of that or not, but they did. they did come out and officially say, we don't know what the amount is, but they did officially buy a rights package and they're they're invested so i knew there must have been right it only makes sense why would fox let somebody else show it they must have made some money so one there's that two espn was already part of the xfl 2.0 the ratings doing extremely well for spring football everyone was so afraid of it not working it was doing extremely well and it was just because of the pandemic that things came to a halt. It was actually doing strong. The XFL this time around knew how strong it was, and they knew the ESPN knew how strong it was, and there was no way to try to play that, well, 
we are only going to do this and cover our expenses and blah, blah. There was no way for ESPN to play that. And especially having Jay Rothman that was from ESPN back in now the XFL's corner because he's on the executive team, took that all completely out of there. So they knew they were getting a paid deal. Anyone that thinks that this is just some, somebody just going to they are highly mistaken, right? If the 270 million isn't correct, but it's something they're getting paid. So that whole old school way of thinking is done. There, there's a monetary value here. Oh, I think they got that money tied into what else can be done with it other than just showing football games. And the future is really where the, the opportunity lies. Maybe not year one, not in 2023, but maybe 2024, 2025, and whatnot. It's an exclusive deal. So I take a lot of weight, and I have to give some validity to this, even without seeing it for myself. I have to believe that there is a good amount of money tied to it. Maybe not 270, but if it is true, wow. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I was saying in my previous response to your last question, right? I mean, it seems like a huge amount, but we've got to remember who's involved. I mean, as popular as Vince McMahon is and as successful as Vince McMahon has been in the past, Dwayne The Rock Johnson clears him in every way, shape, and form when it comes to bringing in money. I mean, just look at how successful Dwayne The Rock Johnson has been in in his recent movies. And I wish I had exact numbers off the top of my head, but we know how much money he's making. I mean, it's just ridiculous amounts. So ESPN knows this. And to kind of go on a little bit of sidetrack here, talking about the USFL. And the USFL this season, they've been doing pretty well in general. I mean, say what you want about the ratings. They haven't been perfect at all, especially with some of their cable showings. But in general, they've been doing quite well, right? Especially on Fox and NBC and their primetime games. They've been they've been getting millions of viewers to those games, which is quite impressive, especially because the USFL certainly is not advertised to the same extreme that the XFL did in 2020. So the XFL has such a huge opportunity here, especially because they're going into their individual markets right off the bat. So you're automatically going to have more viewership in general because the USFL can only attract so many people when they're only in Birmingham. You're not playing in all eight cities. You're not actively advertising all the time in all eight cities. So you're not going to see huge amounts of viewership coming in just because you're not in all eight cities. The XFL, on the other hand, they're seeing what the USFL is doing. And they're like, hey, we see what they're doing. And we know we can do what they're doing on a much bigger scale. So when you pair up what they accomplished in 2020 with some of those ratings, and sure, there was a lot of naysayers in 2020 as well who were saying, oh, they had 3 million viewers in week one. And then by week four and five, they were down to 1.3, 1.4. 1.3, 1. 1.4 million is still excellent. Sure, it's not 3 million, but they were bringing in a very impressive amount of rating. Compare it to other big sports networks and big sports organizations, they're getting the same amount or more. So they see this profitability there. They see that the USFL is being successful, even though they haven't been nearly perfect. So there's a lot that the XFL can accomplish in 2023. And again, when you've got Dwayne The Rock Johnson on your side, it's perfect. 
<laughs> I agree. I think the sky's the limit. James, as always, it has been a pleasure, and I appreciate you taking the time to rejoin the show and discuss the XFL's new broadcasting partnership. I hope we can do this again sometime. For sure. Yeah, I'd love to join your show again, especially as we see some more details unfold, and who knows, maybe we will get to know if that $270 million deal is actually officially in place. So, yeah, I've had a great time talking with you, and here's to 2023, man. We've got so much to look forward to. I, I can't wait to see what happens this summer with some more announcements. Oh, yes, we do. And there's more hints being given even today. So we won't get into that. But can you take a moment to remind our listeners where they could follow you and your work? Yeah, so most of my work is on my Twitter account, twitter.com slash James Larson, M-I-L-A-R-S-E-N is how you spell my last name. Not with an O, it's with an E. But I'm sure you'll see me. I, I do a ton of work for the Pro Football Newsroom Network um, covering the XFL, the USFL, fan control football, the Spring League, all of the above. So I've had a ton of fun here. If you're looking for some USFL coverage, check it out. Give me a follow. It would be greatly appreciated. Perfect. Thank you, James. Thanks, Mike. It was great talking to you. All good things must come to an end. This concludes another episode of Let's Talk XFL. As always, I am interested in receiving your feedback. So do not be a stranger. Reach out to let me know your thoughts. And if you do so, your comments might just make it on the show. But before you go, do not forget to subscribe and rate the show on your platform or choice. One last thing. If you're interested in checking out our friends over at Royal Retros by 503 Sports, do not forget to click on the link in the show's description and notes, as well as that sweet code, Let's Talk XFL, or 10% off your purchase. Thank you for tuning in. Till next time, cheers. Thank you for tuning in to today's show. Don't forget to subscribe and rate Let's Talk XFL on your platform of choice. Follow Let's Talk XFL on Facebook and Twitter at Let's Talk XFL. Do you have a question or topic you would like to have addressed on the show? Message the show via social media or send an email to letstalkxfl at gmail.com.